girl, do I have a juicy, powerful, motivating episode for you today. You are about to hear me interview a past client turned dear, dear friend, Christy Lepley. Christy is a woman with many titles. She is a mama, a wife, corporate recruiter, direct sales consultant, and podcaster, just to name a few. But if Christy had to be summed up with one title, it would most definitely be Ambitious Soul because that is exactly how she lives her life day to day. And that is exactly why I had to get her on this podcast because the way she navigates her life and decisions is incredibly inspiring and a way that I think we all should aspire to adopt in some way for ourselves because She doesn't make decisions based on what people around her think she should do or what most people do or even what's safe or makes sense in that moment. She makes decisions and takes massive action based on what she wants to do and what feels aligned and true to her. And because of this, Christy has quantum leaped from a career and lifestyle that was unfulfilling and not even close to what she thought she wanted to one that's exciting and rewarding and has put her in a position that she feels like she's truly meant to be in. We dive into so much goodness in this episode, everything from pivoting careers to following your intuition to law of attraction to taking massive action and even turning off social media and what that can do for your mindset, happiness, and life. I am so excited for you to listen. So without further ado, enjoy this interview with my girl, Christy Lepley. Christy Lepley, welcome to Your Influencer Podcast. Yes, I'm so excited to be here today. Thank you. I'm so excited to have you on here. I just did Christy's podcast. Um, yes. Thank you. Yeah, it was like two or three weeks ago it aired. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. And um, and then we were like, okay, why haven't you done mine? And I felt a little <laughs> left out. So now she's on here. I talked her into coming on here. And I'm just, I'm so excited. So before like I pass the mic over, even though we don't have mics, um, I wanted to have you on here today because you, and I've said this to you before, and for anybody that doesn't know, Christy was in my mastermind but she, where she was at then, and that wasn't that long ago. No, I finished like early, maybe June. Yeah. was like my last call with you. And yeah. we were together for three months mm-hmm. and where you were when we started versus where you are when you ended and where you are now, night and day. <laughs> it's crazy. It really is. I'm it's, like, what just happened? It's not an exaggeration. <laughs> it's so crazy. And this is why I wanted to have you on here because, and I've said this to you before, and, I, and I'm not just yeah. saying this, what I loved about working with you, and I feel like, I mean, we're friends now. I mean, yeah. I just, I adore you. You, <laughs> Thank you have to stay with me now forever, but you take action. You've always taken action, like nobody's business. And even I, like I consider myself a decent action taker, but even I will sit on an idea for a minute. And I think that that's the normal thing to do. And it's very real to, um, feel paralyzed by all of the options that you have and and the uncertainty that can come with big life, often life changing decisions. Mm -hmm. And 
but you, ever since I met you, you would like get an idea. And before I knew it, before I could even really like help lead you or help you, you were like already doing it. And I was like, whoa, what am I here for? <laughs> and I love that about you. So I wanted to have you on here because I, I think it would be really helpful for my audience to hear mm-hmm. your story because mm-hmm. you started in my mastermind wanting to grow your direct sales business through Rodan Fields. Yeah. And my Instagram. Mm -hmm. And your Instagram. That was like my main reason of why I hired you and wanted to work with you. Exactly. And now your, your scope and your vision has, has evolved and widened so much. And now Mm -hmm. you're working on other things. And I think it's going to be really helpful for my audience to hear because I want my people to hear that the, the importance of taking action quickly and following your gut and like going after what you want, but also realize that the way that your friends are doing things or the way that people typically do things in a certain business isn't the way that it has to be done. And you are demonstrating that in real time. So I wanted to get you on here so we can paint this picture for everybody. So introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about you and then we'll dive into your story. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So, um, like Allie mentioned, I was in her mastermind, um, for three months and I had been doing direct sales with Rodan and Fields at that time, about a year and a half. I'm just coming up on my two year anniversary, like next week. And, um, I just, at that point felt like I was hitting a little bit of a wall in my business and I needed, I I felt like I needed to grow on Instagram. I was hitting a wall with Instagram. Like I had done everything I knew and was taught to do. And I just had this like hunch (laughs) or like this pull that like, uh, there's another way to do it. Or like, why isn't this working for me? I'm doing everything that I'm told to be doing. And that's really how you, your mastermind came about. And it wasn't even something that like I sought out, I wasn't like in the market for a mastermind. So I feel like that whole experience was kind of magical. Like I was supposed to be working with you. You kind of propelled me to this other level that I didn't like know I could be at in that short of a period of time. And we kind of pivoted my business a little bit, but um, about me in general, you know, I'm a mom, I have a two and a half year old son and I have a very long corporate career, about 13 years in HR and recruiting. And when we dive a little bit more in my story, I'll tell you how I like kind of, <laughs> I had like a little rocky uh, two years. So I went from like working full time to not to kind of working and now I'm back working 40 hours. So I'm working 40 hours. Um, I live in Annapolis, Maryland, you know, I'm married. I do Rodan and Fields on the side, and then I just started a podcast called the Ambitious Soul Podcast, and that launched a month ago on my birthday. Whoop! So yeah. and it's so good, and we're gonna <laughs> tell you exactly. I mean, obviously, yeah. you can search Ambitious Soul, but we'll get more into you mm-hmm. know uh, future guests that are coming up and all of that. We'll we'll definitely dive into that because it is good. It's oh Thank man, you. it's like. Um, it gives me life. And one of the things that you and I connected on is we, we have a, uh, a love for the woo, for the magic yes. of life, for the unexplained, yeah. the things, the forces, the, the magic that you can't see. Yeah. You and I, we very much so subscribe to the magic 
And mm-hmm. um, I hope that people are going to be like, what is she right. talking about? <laughs> I was like, have you leaked that on this podcast before? No, I have not. I have, you know, I, I keep it very focused here, but. Well, very business oriented, like growing yeah, Instagram. <laughs> I'm sure it will, it will go there. And we're going to go yes. there today. And I, but mainly just like following your intuition yes. and understanding that there's more to life and your success than like the hardcore action and like the physical mm-hmm. things you can see. And, and anyway, we'll get more into that, but that's one of the things that you and I connected on. Yeah. Yeah. We and kind then, of bonded on that early on, I feel like. And I even, I don't know if you remember, but when I first got into the mastermind, uh, it was maybe like our first or second call. I had said like, I kind of have this idea for a podcast and you were like, let's get your Instagram right. Like, let's, let's get to know each other. And then we'll get back to that. And I was like, okay. (laughs) And, um, I took action on the podcast quickly once I decided like now is the time, but I ha I actually was like sitting on this idea for a year and I'll like woo up my idea a little bit, but I was sitting, this idea, I felt like it came to me. This podcast it's not about me guys. Like I wasn't sitting here like, let me start a podcast. Cause I have nothing else going on. Like I have a ton of stuff. Going oh man. <laughs> That's another thing people need to hear. Like, wow. <laughs> and, um, it just, I felt like it was like a download in a way, like the idea was presented to me and it kept coming back for me. And my life at the time was a little chaotic. And so I just felt like it's not, this isn't the right time. You know, I can't, I can't launch this new thing right now. And then it kept coming back. And it was like the same idea, interviewing the same people, like the same format. And I really saw it more as like, me being a connector in the equation and this podcast was going to be a platform to show other women like that you can chase your dream regardless of like where you're at in life and my job and all of that is to show them it's possible by interviewing people that have done it and yeah. so that's the idea and like i kept getting a pull towards these people um to, to like share their stories and to have them on there and it it never varied varied from that like that's always what it was and so i was just kind of like who am I to do this? I don't know how to do it, you know? And then I started working with you and it was kind of a perfect storm of, I was wrapping up with you, um, you know? And so six figure was like, how months, how many months are you now? Like you had been doing it for a little while now. Mm-hmm. And my girlfriend was starting a podcast in August. Mm-hmm. And um, so between like the knowledge from you and that she was going through the same thing, we were kind of bouncing ideas off of each other. Like, do this, do this, like get this hosting site, do this. Um, you know, you put me in touch with the sound engineer to produce the show and everything. Cause I was like, okay, where am I going to find the time now to actually like do all of this? Now I that like, you to get an editor. I was like, Chrissy, you are too busy. <laughs> and that's like people that don't know who you are. You are, she's such a hardcore action taker and very much so like I can, I can do this myself. Yeah. I was going to do <laughs> yeah, you didn't want to put a ton of money into it. And I was like, please, for the love, I'm begging you, you need an editor. You need an yeah. editor. You're like, okay, I'm going to try it myself first. I was like, okay, <laughs> call me when you need an editor. <laughs> I know. And then I like sent you a boxer. I was like, what's her name? <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, uh, didn't want to say I told you so, but yeah, I was like, I'm not doing this. But, um, from the time when I kind of like made a decision, like I'm doing this by my birthday to when it actually launched was probably like three weeks. Yes. You know, so I did like pull it together, 
pretty quickly. Like once I decided like we're doing this now, (laughs) you, I mean, you made it happen so fast and that's what I love about you because you, and I wish more, we all need to be more like this and it's good to be responsible and obviously put thought into things and not take reckless action, but Mm -hmm. often fast, quick action there you just obviously get results faster, but then you learn so much too, as you go, you don't need to know all the steps. So I think what we should do is let's back up yeah, and talk about how you went. Cause you've been in corporate for 13 years. Yeah. So how, what made you, let's take it back to your mm-hmm. first corporate gig, mm-hmm. right? You're working, you're a boss, you're in HR and recruiting, making great money. Yeah. And then was it Brendan that came along that made you want to then transition and try the direct sales mm-hmm. business? Um, kind of. Yeah. I mean, if you're listening to this and you're a mom, a first time mom, you know, that kind of like rocks your world a little bit. And I was just doing my thing, like climbing the corporate ladder. You know, we have a, a nice life here, like a cushy salary. I work from home. I've actually worked from home for like eight years. And, um, you know, I was friends with the people that I worked with and all this stuff. So I have a kid and, um, what really like shook it for me was daycare. Um, honestly. So we, I, and I, I even had four months of maternity leave, which, you know, that's long in, in corporate America. And we had to put him in a daycare center, which I wasn't happy about the center, but I felt really what happened was I had never really been in a position in my life where I felt like backed in a corner and Mm -hmm. I didn't have any other options. And that's how I felt. I wasn't that happy with the center. It was $1,600 a month, guys. Like that's a mortgage. Right. A month, And so we were like, we made decent money, you know, and like we could afford it, but it really was like, how are we going to afford a second baby? Like, this is crazy. How, mm-hmm. how do people do this? And it was, it was a financial strain on us where we really had to like pull back our spending and our saving. And, um, and I just was like, this sucks. So like, I'm just supposed to like go up, like now we can't save any money unless what one of us gets a second job like what's going on here and um a girlfriend of mine i know this is like the most cliche part of the story <laughs> a girlfriend of mine from high school you know <laughs> <laughs> direct sales 101 hey, yeah girl. yeah had been messaging me on facebook about Rodan and fields and you know i was the one that was like no i have i have a job i don't have time for this whatever and you know the woo part of me if this this moment, I'll never forget. I was like taking Brendan on a walk around our neighborhood and she had messaged me because they had like a deal going on for the weekend for new consultants. And I just really thought like, what if this is it? Like she keeps coming back. Like, I, you know, like we talked a little bit more, like I'm pretty like law of attraction follower. I'm like, what if this is the thing that's being presented to you? That's like going to set you free. And I was like, well, I'm never going to know until I try it. And as far as taking action, I was just like, yeah, okay, I'll do it today. Like my husband's not even home because I didn't want anyone to talk me out of it. You know, I knew if I like went and told him, I'm going to try and sell this skincare and I'm going to invest money on a kit. He's going to be like, whoa, you know, like, what are you doing here? Doubt creeps in. Yeah. Yeah. And then the doubt creeps in. And it's like, I just like had this like epiphany moment and I was like, you know, I'm going to give it a shot and see what happens. Mm -hmm. And so I, I said yes to her and, um, it, at the time my work was very stressful 
Um, it was, it was, um, you know, a high volume of positions that I was working on and Rodan and Fields became like my sparkle fun life, you know, like I've always been into beauty and makeup and like my friends have always asked me for tips and like, Oh, where'd you get your eyeshadow from? I'm like, try this new thing. So I just started, you know, genuinely doing that with Rodan and Fields. Like, Hey guys, like this stuff actually works and I'm really into it and you should try it too. Too. And if you don't, that's fine. Cause like I didn't have that. I was still making my own salary. So I wasn't even really doing it like for like, yeah, for like to pay my bills. I, it was just, it ended up being like this fun creative outlet for me. And it really turned me on to kind of like a different world that I didn't know existed, <laughs> you know, coming, coming from such a corporate background where it can be cutthroat at times where there's only one position at the top. I've, you know, had pretty poor experiences working with female bosses and stuff like that. And this was like, uh, you know, like I said, a sparkle fun life. Like it was very like rah, 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 everyone cheering each other on. Like we can all make it, you know, Rachel Hollis spoke at our convention and I was like, oh, this is amazing. You know, yeah. it's like all the things that I want. And so I started to um, uh, grow a little bit of a team at the time, you know, like my close, my friends, my sister, you know, people that like are close to me and, um, and, and then, but I still, you know, am working. So it's like definitely side hustle. And in the midst of all of that, what happened was um, my aunt, who was my godmother at the, um, throughout my life, uh, was diagnosed with ovarian cancer. And it was like a quick decline. And so I really wasn't expecting that to hit me like as hard as it did, where my mom called and was like, you know, they're giving her like a couple of months to live basically. And I live in Maryland. My family lives in North Carolina. That's where I'm from originally. And then my aunt lived down in Florida. And so my mom was like, we're basically going to go down to Florida to say bye to her. And I brought my son cause she had never met him and he was like nine months probably at the time. So he was still pretty little and I brought him down there and like, she got to see, see him and stuff. And I don't know, it's people that I feel like, you know, say they wish they got like that last goodbye with someone. I almost feel like this is just as hard because it's like, you're walking away from someone knowing like, that's it. Like, I'm never going to see you again. And like, I have to say goodbye and you don't want to leave. And it's like, you, you're, you want it to be like this profound thing, you know, and it puts like all this pressure on it. And I, I know that she um, probably didn't think it was going to happen that quick. Um, once they, you know, said like her cancer had spread, there was like nothing that they could really do. So, and she was always very, um, woo woo and like into the magic and would send me like books throughout my life with like, you know, writings in them and letters and stuff like that. So she would always, she always told me like she wanted to write a book one day like that was just like a conversation we had you know and she loved the beach and I love the beach we just we're both Leos we're born a day apart like oh, she wow. was like my magical godmother wow. through my whole life and um so I was like talking to her and stuff when she's like laying there basically like on her deathbed and she was just like you know you always think you have time to like do the thing you want to do and you just really you don't ever know and and that kind of like stuck with me a little, you know, I mean, you don't ever know. She was in her sixties, you know, I'm sure she didn't. It was funny because, um, 
just recently this week, I was like going through my email and I went to email someone, her name was Debbie. And I went to email someone else that said Deb and it pulled up her email address. And then it pulled up like the last email that she had sent me. And she was like, I'm doing good, blah, 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 blah. Like she had no, it, and that was like a couple months prior. And it was just like, oh. wow. Uh. Like, yeah, you just don't, you just don't know. And so this is kind of like, you know, a perfect storm of things that happened. And it's just stacking up on top of each other. Yeah. So I left Florida. I went back home, went, went back to work on Monday. You know, I'm just kind of like numb to the whole thing. And it was right around the holidays. And my, um, we went home for Thanksgiving to North Carolina. So my husband, my son and I, we all go home and have Thanksgiving day. Day after Thanksgiving, my mom and dad sit, sit us down and we're like, okay, they're going to tell us Debbie died and they didn't want to tell us on Thanksgiving. And they say, uh, mom's sick. Like my mom's sick. Golly. Yeah. And it was just such a blind side. And it was like, what are you talking about? Like how, like that, like, like, no, no, like, no, like that's not possible. Like we're waiting for Debbie to die. Like, what are you talking about? And they were like, mom has breast cancer and they knew they knew for like a month and they were like kind of keeping it low key. Cause like the stuff was going on with Debbie, which was my mom's sister. And, um, and they were like, yeah. So she's starting like chemo and treatment on Monday. Good yeah. So then my aunt ended up passing that day and, um, and, and that was, that was Thanksgiving and like, yeah, then I, we had to get back in the car and I like cried like the five hours back to, back to Maryland and I had to start work on Monday. And, um, and it was just like, it started to creep in, like, what am I doing, you know, like with my life? Like, what am I doing here? Like, what's the point of all of this, you know? Um, and I just felt like I can't fall apart. Like, I have to be strong for my mom and for my own son. Like, I have a young, a young baby. And so we went home for Christmas. Her hair fell out, like, the day after Christmas, like, totally fell out. And it was a rough year of chemo. And then a couple months later, my grandma, which was my mom's mom, died of uh, cancer. Golly, girl. I know. And it was like, it was sad. But I, I mean, just looking back on this year, because it was, it was like three months where my aunt got, we were told like she was really sick. Then she died. Then we found out about my mom. And then my grandma died. And my grandma, you know, was in her 80s. Like, I get it. Like, grandparents die. And we really, she had been battling cancer for like the past couple of years. And they were just really like maintaining her. And we really just thought like with losing her own daughter, like with Debbie dying, she just kind of gave up and was like, yeah. yeah. But my mom couldn't go to her funeral because she was in the middle of chemo. Ugh. So me and my sister had to go and like represent my mom um, because I mean, my grandma didn't ever know that my mom was sick before she died. So. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was like, we weren't, we didn't know like who knew at the funeral and it was just like. Right. Just some. Yeah. Mess. It was a mess. And um, so that, that all kind of happened, you know, and I yeah, it just really rocked my world of like, what's going on. And it just brought me very close to this, like, um, sense of like, we don't know when our last day is going to be like, what am I, why are you doing things that you hate? You know, like you shouldn't be in a crappy job you hate. You shouldn't be in a bad relationship that you hate. You really don't know when your last day is. And, um, it was like right after new year's, I, was working and I had like a really 
crappy day. I, well, I wanted to be, go to North Carolina and be with my mom and like my work stuff was very stressful. And like, I had a lot of work at the time and I had like a really crappy day and my husband came home and I was just like crying. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. And he was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, you can't just quit your job. <laughs> you know, like we need the money, we need the money. <laughs> and I was just like, you know, my mom's sick and I'm not with my mom and I'm not with my baby. Someone else is watching him and we're paying like out the ass for someone else to watch him. And I'm sitting in a basement getting like shit on, you know, basically yeah. like worked into the ground yeah. by this company for what a, a cushy salary. Like, I just think I can do better. I think there's something else out there. And, um, I just, you know, I, I just can't do this. I need like a break. And so he was like, okay, well, you can't quit today. Yeah. And you know, like I said, I had grown a little bit of a team with Rodan and Fields. Like I'm nowhere near matching. I'm not the story that like I matched my corporate salary in six sure. months. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was like, you know, I think there's something there. Um, and I, I just need more time to kind of explore and focus on it. And I want to just be able to like drive to North Carolina and be with my mom while yeah. she's going through treatment and not have my son in daycare and have him home with me. And, um, you know, we, I work the numbers. I'm very like money conscious and stuff. And I was like, it's going to be tight, but we'll be saving the money. Cause we're not spending that money on daycare. Right. I do have some money coming with Rodan and Fields. And, um, I knew there was something to kind of like consulting in my, my world of work with an HR and stuff. And I was like, you know, I think I could do something like that where I could just do projects as I want, work like 10 or 15 hours and just bill for my time. And I'm not tied to like, I need to be at a desk till six o'clock at night, you Mm -hmm. know? So I ended up leaving and that was like, even my mom who was sick at the time, like my parents were like, you're crazy. You don't quit a corporate job that you like. Oh yeah. Like everyone. Yeah. Like everyone's like, you don't just quit your job with benefits and like all your stuff. And like, what are you doing? And I didn't, you guys, like, I didn't know what I was doing. I just knew I couldn't do that. And I just think that's a pretty important part of my story into like where I'm at today. Like I'm not a, I'm not special. Like there's not something special about me. I just kind of, I really bet on myself and I really, there was just like the pain of staying in what I was in was greater than the fear of the unknown. And I think that you will come to a pivotal point where that happens like in your life and you have to like make a jump and you don't know what the safety net is and it's not going to be comfortable. It's not, you're not going to see this like shining light and it's like, oh, this feels great. Like it was scary, you know, and I didn't know like where money was going to come from, but I just trusted myself and, um, that I, I just trusted that, like, I don't think I was made to be like this miserable. Yeah. Well, nobody is exactly right yeah and so I left I just like put put a notice in and they're like where are you going and I'm like nowhere (laughs) (laughs) yeah and I even felt I was kind of like shamed a little bit because they're like oh you're just gonna be a stay-at-home mom now and I'm like well yeah maybe yeah what's wrong with wanting to be with the baby that I just brought into this world while he's young you know like nothing (laughs) like nothing's wrong with that um so that was going on and um yeah so I quit I took some time you know I went and spent time with my family I you know spent time with my son and I 
was, I did ended up picking up some consulting, which was great. Like we were making ends meet with that. It was like 10 hours here, 15 hours there. You know, it was like when he, when I could do it during nap time. And, um, I really just kind of started like diving into Rodan and Fields and like, what can I do with this? And that's when I started to like, uh, focus more on Instagram and not just my current network. Mm -hmm. And I know that recruiting is recruiting, right? And so like, I've been recruiting my whole life. (laughs) And I understand that like, people aren't gonna like, take my job like the day I ask them about it. And it's like all about following up. But I also, I got to a point where like, hey, just because my current network of friends, cousins, my relatives doesn't want to do this, that's not going to be the catalyst that makes me not succeed. So like, I got to find different people, you yeah. know? And that's when I really like got super into like Jenna Kutcher and Amy Porterfield, which I know you're into as well. And like, I just started listening to podcasts um, and I would take Brendan for walks around the neighborhood and I would just listen to podcasts and I would just like learn. I'd be like, okay. And I would kind of like visualize in a way and I'd be like, okay, like, what would that look like for me? Like, how could I do that? You know, um, is that something that like feels exciting to me? Or is that something that's like, man, I have no interest in like making an online course or whatever, you know, like just really playing with it a little bit and seeing like where I would get so inspired, you know, by listening to this. And then, um, I would see like what kind of patterns like stuck, like what ideas kept like sticking for me. And the thing that happened was my husband had, well, when I, when I left and I was like doing our budgeting and I was basing it off of his income, plus me bringing in, you know, like a little bit and us just living tight for a few years, but it was worth it for me to spend the time with my son while he was little. Mm-hmm. And, um, he ended up having to change jobs and that decreased our salary by like 30 grand. And so, yeah, it was like a huge a huge loss. And so then I was like, Oh crap, like I have to make money, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't want to go back to what I was doing like so much. Uh, And so so many people would have so many. And by the way, that's not a bad thing. I mean, you have to do what you have to do. do. And, um, I had worked, I consider myself to be like, the one thing I am is I'm, I'm a pretty resourceful. I feel like I've just been my whole life and I can figure things out. And I was never worried about not making money. Like I know how to make money a bunch of ways. It was like, I wanted to enjoy making money. I don't want to sit there and, you know, like wish my days away till I'm 65 at some corporate job that I don't like, you know, while life is happening around me. And so but it definitely got to a point where I'm like, am I going to work at Starbucks? Like I got to be bringing in some, some money, you know, because we're like dipping into our savings every month. It's not a good situation. Like I don't like living that way. And it was like, um, around that time I had worked with a a recruiter that is actually a recruiter for recruiters. (laughs) A recruiter for recruiters. For recruiters, yeah, yeah. And I, I was not like, for everything, right? Yeah, and I was like, you know, I'm gonna outsource this to like it's not my job. I'm not gonna sit here and like be on Monster all day searching for jobs. I have a kid. I don't have time to do that, and like I don't really want to do that. And so I had passed my resume to a few recruiters in the area, and I, you guys, like I, I mean, I'm making like nothing at this point but I knew what I was worth. And so I basically was like, I'm not going into an office and I'm not working for less than hundred K. If you have something in that range, call me. <laughs> hold on, 
hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Your husband switches jobs. There's this massive pay decrease. You guys are dipping into savings. It's game time. You need a you need another source of income because Rodan and Fields isn't really breaking the bank at this point. Right. It's not growing like I'd like it to grow. <laughs> and where and instead of going to a recruiter and saying, hey, <laughs> you know, you like hook me up, 75 would be great. 60 minimum. You're like, no, 100K <laughs> period, end of story. Don't come to me with nothing less. See you, bye. Yeah, pretty really. much. Yeah, those were my like two sticking points. <laughs> wow. And, and I want to work from home. <laughs> Like, yeah, I was like, and I'm not going to an office, so don't call me with that stuff, that stuff either. But again, I, I knew what I was worth in my industry, sure. and sure. I knew that like I didn't want to settle, even though money was tight. And I, I think that that's also kind of an important part of my story because a lot of people would have settled out of fear because you got to pay your bills. And um, but I just I don't know, I just knew. I knew, you know, and it was, I knew, I knew that that existed and I didn't know like the timeline of when it would be presented to me, but I knew that, that that existed like out there. And I knew if I took something at like 70 K that I was going to an office three days a week that I didn't really want, I'd have put Brendan back in daycare full time. I would be miserable in three months and I'd have to start the wheel all over again. And so I was like, you know, I'm going to wait. And I mean, it was to the point where like, we went this one time we went to uh sam's club to like do our shopping and we like didn't buy paper towels because they were like 35 dollars. and i was like we have to wait till you get your check like next week we're not buying paper towels like this week so it was like tight because i had just taken you know my salary away months before and then um you know we took a huge hit on his end as well and like yeah we were just like bleeding money but i knew that like something would come around. Um, and I was still working Rodan and Fields. And actually like when I hired you, it was like a, right in between that transition, I hadn't gotten the second contract yet. And you told me your price and I was like, I can't tell him this. <laughs> uh, I, Christy, I did not, I don't, I did not know that. Like you never, I mean, you were yeah, just. Because like I knew it would come back, you know? I knew that like the money would come back somehow. And like, I feel like money's energy and I know like people are in hard times. And so that might be like hard to hear, but you have to like, you can't hoard it forever. And you have to like, just like, yeah, let it flow and like give to, you have to give to get. And I just, I knew that like, you told me your price. I was like, I cannot tell him this because he will think I'm like whack job crazy. Like we're not buying paper towels, but you're going to hire somebody you met on Instagram that doesn't even live in our state to like train you. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Even I'm thinking you're crazy, right? Now. <laughs> but this is, it's so good. It's so good because now I'm not saying like everybody yeah. needs to make like crazy financial. Right, right. I mean, we're not like putting a second mortgage for the house. Like we sure. had savings. So I still had like this cushion, um, of, but my time was running out, but yeah. I, you know, whatever. And so I just knew there was this other level that I wanted to be at and I couldn't get there by myself. And so I, I felt like investing the money in you versus spinning my wheels for another six months to a year by myself, it was worth it to like accelerate my growth because you had done some of the things that I wanted to do. Yeah. And, um, 
and I felt very much called to Instagram and I had done everything that I had learned how to do. And I was just like, I, I, I don't get it. Like, why am I not like going past this certain like number of followers? And I know it's not all about the followers guys, but like, I'm not growing. I'm not, I'm not reaching the people I'm trying to connect with, right. you know? And, um, so yeah, so like we start working together and I'm like, I want to grow my Instagram, but I want to grow my Rodan and Fields team. And you're like, mm, okay, <laughs> we can, we can <laughs> like those things. that's what we're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. And so we really just started, I feel like through our conversations and coaching, kind of like peeling back the layers of like, what do you really want to be doing yeah. here? And, um, and I feel like you gave me kind of the permission that I needed to act on that. Yeah. And I didn't feel like who I felt like, who am I to do this? It's just ideas I have. Like, who am I to, who am I to do this? I'm not, I'm not a big level in Rodan and Fields. I don't have my corporate career, like big girl title anymore. Like I'm a mom, you know, yeah. <laughs> like who's going to listen to me. And, um, and you were like, no, like you have <laughs> to do it. Like this is, I think this is your thing, you know? <laughs> it was, it's a weird thing because I, you know, in my position, my goal is obviously to help people with yeah, Instagram and growing your business. That's really like, that's the, that's the main thing, the most obvious thing, but also, yeah, like I do, I, I want to peel back the layers and I want to make sure that like my girls aren't settling because in mm -hmm. a big part of my business too, I have an interesting viewpoint on other people's businesses. Cause I'm not in direct sales. I, you know, I'm doing things one way. I've seen people do things many different ways and I want to help and enlighten and kind of like, um, I guess, open, open up these different ideas for my girls, mm -hmm. just in case that's something that might be an option for them, just in case that's something that like, Oh, that sounds really cool. That would be awesome. And with you and some girls are, they just want to pursue the one thing and I'm here for it. Like, that's mm -hmm. wonderful. But with you, you came to me and I just had, I mean, I'm not trying to be vague and abstract here, but I just, I had this very weird feeling from you from the go, first of all. And it's so, and I love, I love sharing this part of our story, but when you first came to me and this is, so, this is such a good lesson for, for everything, for so many yeah. people, because I prejudged you hardcore <laughs> because here's what happened. <laughs> Christy <laughs> sent me an email inquiring about my services. And, you know, we kind of went back and forth for a little bit and she was like, listen, I don't want to hear about ideal clients. I don't want this. And she was very straightforward, like boss, like, this is what I don't want. This is what I need. What are you going to give me? And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> what is going on here? And I was like, you know what? I don't think, I don't think this is my girl. I don't think she's going to be a good fit for me. Um, we're either, and a, but a part of me was like, I don't know, either we're going to hate each other or we're going to be best friends. I can't figure it out. So I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to tell her what I'm going to, first of all, tell her she is going to hear about ideal clients. And then I'm going <laughs> to offer her a spot in the mastermind. She takes it, she takes it. And you yeah. did. And, you know, you and I became fast friends and like, kind of like worked through that veneer of this, like, you know, thing. And you brought up the idea of the podcast to me. And as soon as you said it, I was like, oh, wow. Yes. 
You did? You thought that? I did. I mean, did I? I mean, I feel like that's exactly what I said. Now, okay, you had mentioned it at first, and Mm -hmm. you and I were working on many things at the time. And I'm very like, okay, let's focus on one mm-hmm. thing at a time. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, let's get Instagram down first. Cause yeah. there were some areas with your, with your presence and your brand, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm very like, let's go step by step. Cause if you're scattered, you're not going to move very fast. Like we can move, we can get all the things done. Let's just go one at a time. Mm-hmm. But like, I had this feeling that no, you would be great because you're a talker. You have a great way of articulating yourself. And I knew like, you're, you're kind of like at the time I was starting to get to know your belief systems and all this. And I was like, you really have a story to share and a really unique way of seeing Mm -hmm. things. And I think that that is so needed. So I was pumped about it and you, you know, so, okay, now this is where we're at. And I was supporting you in this and you were just like, I was fully expecting, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I was fully expecting you to graduate, quote, graduate from the mastermind and still not have moved forward on the podcast. Cause I'm so used to, hate to say this, but a lot people of people do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I mean, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Because with ideas like that, they can seem scary and there's a lot of moving parts. There were a lot of things that needed to be done. And I fully expected you to want to do it, but to take more time, but you didn't, you went hardcore, like you went for it and here we are. And, and then what else happened in the meantime? Yeah. What? And share what else happened in the meantime. So like you're in the process of starting up this podcast. Yeah. What right now? Well, I'm talking about like the job you landing. Yeah. The yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I'm in, we're, we're in the mastermind, you know, we're like getting Instagram down mm-hmm. where I'm learning new techniques for Rodan and Fields and, um, things are good. And I got a call from, from the recruiter and she was like, Hey, I have an interview for you if you want, you know, and it's for this position. It is remote. And it's like, it's, the, it's close to the money you're looking for, but it's work from home, you know, like, and I was like, okay, um, I'll do the interview. And I had done another interview prior and it just was like flop, like not a good fit, you know, I, not something I was interested in. And I feel like I kind of have like a a leg up because I've worked in recruiting and HR. Like I know how it works. Um, I'm a good interviewer and Mm -hmm. I also interview people good, which is why I felt so strongly about the podcast. You know, I'm like, I can interview people. I do this all day long, you know? Uh, So I'm on the phone and I'm interviewing and we're chatting. And when we started chatting more about the position, the actual job duties, I was like, it wasn't something I wanted to do. And at this point we needed money, you know? And I was just like, okay, can you like say that again? of like what I'm going to have to do every day. Cause it wasn't, it wasn't the same role I had left at. It wasn't a senior recruiter position. Um, and it wasn't that the job was beneath like me. It was just a different, uh, aspect of the role that I don't enjoy doing. And I was like, that's what I'm going to do every day. And then she, she took a step back and I took a step back and she was like, you know, I don't think this is something that you want to do. And I was like, before I could even like think about it, I said, I don't. <laughs> and oh, just, wow. Like, my mouth. And I was just like, and I was like, I mean, I really would be interested in like a senior recruiter position if that comes up. But I was just like, I, yeah, I just, I don't think I can do this every, this work every day. And she was like, cool, no problem. And like, that was that. And the recruiter was like, what happened on your phone interview? You told her you didn't want the job. And I was like, 
Well, yeah. you didn't, I was like, you didn't explain that's what the job was. You know, you're just trying to get me a job so you can get yeah. your, your bonus and whatever. So I was like, no, I was like, you know, if it works out, it works out. And so a month, like a month to the day later, the recruiter called me back and I was at the park with Brendan. It was just like a random Monday. And she was like, Hey, they called me back and they have a senior recruiter job and they wanted to know if you were still available. Whoa. Yeah. And I was like, I'm listening. And again, I was still doing like part-time consulting. So like we had some funds coming in, but, um, I was like, I knew I needed to do something. And I was like, yeah, I'm definitely interested. And she's like, can you talk this afternoon? And I was like, well, my son takes a nap at noon. You know, I was like, I have from 12 to two and that's it. And, um, they called me, we talked and they hired me off the phone for a two year consulting job. So it's 40 hours for two years. Amazing. At, at like more than what I was asking to. Yeah. And, and this is what I loved. And I remember like this, you were I in called you. I left you a boxer and I was like, you're not going to believe what just happened. Today. You're not going to believe what just happened. And I was like, what on earth? This girl, she is just like the, not luck, but, but I, I said to you on boxer, I said, you just proved what every, mm-hmm. like every, I mean, I'm just going to go there, but go there. law of attraction, everything, like what they all say and, and yeah. Christianity, yeah, Christianity, you know, what they all say, like whenever you hold that faith and you stay true to like what you really want and you know yeah. your worth and yeah. you don't accept anything less than that, it's delivered. Like you're, you're going to find a way you just have to hold that faith. But so many people, they're in that process and it's uncomfortable and it's turning up and you end up settling for less because you don't think anything else is going to come through. Mm -hmm. And again, you know, I'm not saying like, if you're, if you're in, if you can't pay your bills, you know, you got to do what you got to do, but you had some money coming in, you know, it was, it was getting uncomfortable. It was getting uncomfortable. Yeah. And I was even like, I had worked previously with a life coach for a a little bit of time. And, um, when I was like thinking about quitting my job, like when the stuff was going on with my family and I was just like, I feel like I'm having like this midlife crisis and I'm not midlife yet. Like, I don't know what to do, but like, what are some options? What can I do? And, um, she, she gave me a good tip. She said, write down 20 things, 20 ways you can make money. And she's like, you don't have to actually do them. It's just brainstorming. Like, can you walk dogs in your neighborhood? Like, can you pick up a shift at Starbucks? Like, how can you actually make money? And then once, so if anyone like wants to do this, free exercise that I'm giving you. But like, once you do that and you look at it, it t- it's not as scary anymore, you know? Cause it's like, okay, there's 20 ways that I can make money. Do I want to do all of those things? No. Okay. What are three that I want to do, you know, that I can do until like, I can get where I want to be. If um, it's absolutely necessary. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it really took like the fear out of like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, you know, you know, like like the walls are coming in mm -hmm. and everything you're going to end up on the streets. Yeah. Yeah. Cause your mind plays these, it goes there. It totally goes to worst case scenario. Brendan's job is to protect us. Mm -hmm. And you know, and it's saying, whoa, 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 what are you doing? Like you have to take this job. Like it's a job. You have to take it. And you, you played it so well. You're like, I don't have to take it and I'm not going to because worst case scenario, I can get a job at Starbucks while I wait <laughs> on this job. And yeah. in a month to the day, you got the job that you wanted. Yeah, that I got I got the job that I wanted. And it's actually 
it's the best role I've been in my whole career. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and it's amazing. And it's, I work from home, you know, and so I can still work on my podcast and do my stuff. Our neighbor now watches Brendan. So he's not in a daycare center anymore. And like, he's older now. That was hard for me. It was, uh, you know, I felt like I was like, you know, I had mom guilt, like I'm failing in a way like, but I had to remember like, this isn't the same situation that I was in a year and a half ago. Like I'm not putting a four month old in a daycare center. Like he's two and a half now. And he actually enjoys being around other kids. Other kids. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> like he has a lot of energy and it's like not fun to run errands with mom all day, you know? Huh? And so, um, but it is, it's a, a night and day different childcare situation that I'm happy with where I wasn't before. And so like, you know, that also, like, if you're not happy in your, in situations, like there are other options. And I feel like so many times people just stay stuck because they're of fear and, um, you know, they're really, there's other options. You just have to kind of seek them out and brainstorm a little bit and ask around. I actually found our, um, daycare now through a girlfriend of mine, like through a referral. It's, she's not advertised anywhere and she's in our neighborhood. She just happened to be in our Next neighborhood. Floor. <laughs> Next, yeah, like three houses down. So I just like, when I'm done work, I walk down and I go get them. And like, then we hang out. Oh, that's, yeah. I mean, I'm just, so many people need to hear this. And <laughs> I think like the one thing, like a couple of things that I want to touch on yeah. is first off. Okay. I feel like one thing that you're really, really good about doing is following your gut and listening mm -hmm. to your gut and taking action from there. How did you learn that? I mean, I, that's not something that you learn in school and you right. hear people say it and it's almost like kind of, it's definitely a cliche at this point, but mm -hmm. you've really learned how to hone this and go after it. And I think that that's, that's why you've seen the success that you have. And now you're living this life that you're really proud of and it's getting better and better. So how, yeah. like if you were to help somebody who's mm -hmm. listening to this right now to learn how to trust that gut feeling, like there is something more for you, like how, what, what do you do? Yeah. So, um, get quiet first. You got to quiet your mind, quiet the house. Like, I would say you, if you really are just like, I, I, I hear her, I feel stuck in like, but I don't know what you're talking about. Like tap into your intuition. What I I would say you have to spend, get a meditation practice. And I know people are like, I don't have time for this. Like what? And I even, I'm super resistant too. Cause it's like journaling. I don't have time for journaling, but you know, like it, you need to be quiet your mind. Like the busy part of your mind that's telling you what's for dinner. Or when am I doing this? I got to put the kids to bed. I got to do my laundry. Like da, 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 like the drunken monkey, like, chattered yeah. mind. Yeah. Um, you have to like quiet that down. And by doing that, like wake up early in the morning. This is what I do. I wake up early in the morning. My son is more on a sleep schedule now, you know, so it's not like newborn phase, but I wake up early. I don't watch TV, you know, and I even kind of limited me listening to podcasts since I started a podcast mm -hmm. because I wanted to, I feel like I was taking in too much of other people's ideas yep. and I wanted to make sure like, if I'm like doing an episode that week and stuff like the idea was the, the idea was mine and I'm pulling in resources and I'm not just regurgitating okay. what I, what I heard, you know? Um, but I would, I would start in the morning. I would wake up a little bit earlier, like give yourself a half an hour, get a journal, get tea or coffee and just like sit in the quiet and see what comes up for you. And like, you know, write it. You don't have to be like dear diary journal. It can just be like words. Sometimes numbers come up for me. Numbers. 
No. What do you mean? Okay. <laughs> back, back the frick up. Yeah, what, right? How do they come up for you? So you're, yeah. you're sitting there, you get a cup of coffee, you're sitting yeah. on the couch. Are you, have you meditated at this point? What yeah, are you? And I'm not even, I don't even have like a very extensive meditation practice. That's something that like, I really want to work on moving forward because I do want to kind of incorporate that a little bit more into my episodes and like my business. And I do find value in it, but I, I don't even do it for that long. So it's more of just like, I'm not waking up and like, as soon as I wake up, like grabbing phone. yeah, grabbing my phone or like turning on the news or like watching TV, like, to, like shut out the outside world mm -hmm. and see what you got to see what's in, like what's coming in from you. And that's going to help you start to like trust that feeling and what your intuition or like the inner guidance is telling you by writing it down. I think it's the easiest way in the beginning because then you can kind of track it. So you can either ask yourself questions and see what comes up, or you can just like brain dump, you know, and just kind of like, I would say like free, write. Like you can start by actually we were, um, I was at a conference last weekend in Austin called Current, and I stayed in an Airbnb with a girl I didn't know that was like a mutual friend of my friend that we were at Current. And she's a mom and she's pregnant. And we just had like the best mornings because like we woke up, there was no kids, we had coffee. And she was like, oh, I just journaled three pages. And I was like, what? Like on what? And she was like, I just start writing until when I just start writing. Like I did this yesterday da, 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 until like, I feel like that intuitive pool, like kind of takes over. And she's like, sometimes it won't be till like the last of the third page. Sometimes it'll happen right away where it's like, oh, this is, this is something that, um, you know, like I would like to pursue or like a dream of mine. And like, she was feeling kind of stuck in her business. And we were like talking about what different options for her, like what would options be for me to move forward? What would that look like? Do I know anyone that like, you know, is doing those things? Um, so I, yeah, I would say, you know, kind of, you have to quiet the mind, quiet the outside world. Guys. Yes. Like, it's just, it's just too much. You can't sit there and watch the news all day. My parents do that. It drives me insane when I go and visit them. And I was like, it's making you a bad person. Like, you know, it's just you're miserable it's and fearful. Miserable. It's making you grumpy and miserable and so fearful. Like you don't want to leave the house and it's just like spewing hate. Yes. And I'm not like, so, you know, out there, like hippy dippy, like we're all, you know, not whatever What's going on. Yeah. But it's like, it's just too much. And we, we didn't use to like 10, even 10 years ago, we didn't have 24 access to this 24 hours access to this type of information. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't being spewed at us. We didn't have computers in our pockets, you know, where you can just like mindlessly scroll. I honestly, like I delete Instagram from my phone probably twice a day, delete the app because I just will pick it up and be like, you know, oh, walking around the house, God. Scroll, scroll, scroll. I mean, like, no, I, I like, I have an, I have an hour in the morning and, um, and I'll like, I'll go on, I'll do my thing. And then I I used to just be like, okay, I'll be off. But I realized like, you know, it's okay to be bored. Right. Like, yes. When is the last time anybody has been bored? Like, it's okay to be bored. It's okay to sit for 15 minutes and read a book. And like, that's not indulgent, you know, like that's what people used to do. And it's just the mindlessly, the mindless scroll. And I would feel like, oh, I worked on my business all day. Cause I was like glued to Instagram all day, but I wasn't doing anything. I was just scrolling whenever I was bored. So I, I just delete it. And then like after lunch, I'll, I'll pull it back up. And if people DM me, I'll respond back to them. You know, I'll, I'll do my thing. And then I delete it again until later the day. Oh my gosh, Christy. 
this is this is something that I struggle with massive. And it's real. And I know everybody that I'm sure every single person listening to this is nodding their head like, wow, yes, that's me. And it's so, I mean, it truly is a drug. It truly is. And it's, it's made to be addictive though. Like it's made to be that way. They have the best minds in the world figuring out how to make it as addictive as possible. It is a drug. And this is my job. I know. And this is like what I help people with. So it's, it's kind of like freaking insane that, you know, me say, but it's true. And I think I need to try the deleting thing because it is so easy. And it's like the best way I've heard it put is buffering. Like the second that you get bored, the second that you get like an Mm -hmm. idle second, you automatically grab and you're scroll, scroll, and you are numbing your brain. And I love that you, it's, ah, it's so good. And this is what I need to start doing because you, if you don't, get rid of that distraction. All it's constant input, constant, 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 constant noise and input from other people, other people's opinions, other people's things that they're pissed off about or happy about or whatever. And it's just, that's that constant input. You, there's no way it's a wonder that people have problem with meditation. It's a wonder that people don't know what they really want because Mm -hmm. they never take the chance to step away, put the devices down and sit, sit, sit and be quiet. It's uncomfortable because we're not, it's very uncomfortable. You're like, Oh, I feel like a half an hour went by. It's been like a minute and five seconds, you know, like sit and be quiet and see what comes up for you. And I mean, I'm not, you might not have like this, like groundbreaking idea right away. Sit with your feelings. Like we're just, you know, we're in a society where it's like, we're just taught to kind of like numb ourselves out, you know, with like, with the mindlessly scroll, with the wine, with all of the things. And it's like, it's okay to have feelings. Like we're supposed to, we're not supposed to be happy all the time. That's you right. know, mm-hmm. it's, you can be bored and it's okay to be bored. You know, you're not, your brain isn't supposed to be in this active, like state all of the time. And, um, you know, social media is just like feeding that. And it's also feeding the whole, like, I'm lesser than these are people that like, you don't have access to in day-to-day life. Like you're, if you're just around your house, like working and cleaning, you're doing your thing, playing with your kid, you're feeling pretty good about yourself. Right. You know, and you get on Instagram and you see all this curated stuff and you're just like, Oh, I didn't do enough today. I don't look like that. I need to lose five pounds. And it's like, Oh, it's just like this, you know, tornado of self-doubt. And, um, that's why it's just so important. Like if you, if you have self-control and you don't need to delete the app, like kudos to you, but I don't, you know, and I just realized like, I'd be walking down the steps in the house and then I'm just like, Oh, let me look at Instagram. And it's like, I don't need that being like the images being shot at me 24 hours a day. And even though like my business is on Instagram, you know what I found out by doing this too? like a week ago or two weeks ago, whatever, I had to go to my office for one day for a training. And it was like eight to five and my office is in Virginia. So I had to wake up early and go there. And so like, I was not on Instagram all day. Cause I was like in my office in a all day training. And, um, so I just like had my phone in my purse. I wasn't even looking at it. And when I got to my car, I had like seven to 10, maybe like DMs, like actual DMs, not just likes. And I thought, wow, like I never get that many like questions and like feedback on my podcast. Like that's awesome. And then I felt, I felt amazing. I was like, that's so great. You know? And I didn't even do anything today. I wasn't like working on this today. And I had like felt, I like took the day off off Instagram because I was doing my real job. And then I said, wait a minute. 
maybe I am getting that, but since I'm checking it all day long, like I don't realize. It doesn't it. seem like it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think a good lesson, cause I've done that too. And I've had to be a lot more intentional. I'm telling you, I'm going to start doing the deleting thing too, but my thing, it gets to the point where it's so instant and you're so, it's almost like you're worried that if you don't get right back to a DM or if you don't like, if you're not constantly working in these things that people are going to get pissed off or you're going to mm-hmm. lose an opportunity or whatever. Be S and yeah. then I've had to be a lot more intentional and it's not perfect, but like with, I've got stuff to do. I mean, I've got clients to take care of. I have a baby. I mean, I have like real stuff going on and I can't be responding. I can't be in stories all day. Like I can't keep track of everybody and what's going on. And, and same thing with the DMS. And I've noticed this, I'll step away and come back at the end of the day. Get, I mean, I'm getting back to people now and it sucks. I'm not proud of this, but two days later, but it's okay. It's okay. No one like, got it. They're still signing up for things like they right. get it. And that's been a good lesson to me. Like I don't need to live and die by my DMS and you know, like it's, it's okay. Like we, it's okay to have a real business and, and be on, be social and mm-hmm. still create consistent content without being a slave to right everything else. So I think that that's a beautiful takeaway. And I know that we totally went on a tangent there, but I think it's, it's something that everybody needs to hear for sure. Like step away, step away. It's okay. No one's going to die and no one's going to not buy your thing. Like I used to just feel like, Oh my God, what if someone wants to buy a redefine regimen from Rodan and Fields? And I didn't answer. Like I'm going to lose the sale and I'm a bad sales consultant. Like no one cares. You know, like it's not that big of a deal. And I also, I'm very big on like, you have to train people how you want them to treat you. Yes. And you don't want someone that you were responding back to within seconds that's then going to like ding, 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 ding. And like, you're like, where'd my whole day go? I was like going back and forth with this person where that is a good conversation, but it could be had like at a time where it's convenient for you. And like, they can wait a little bit. It's okay. Absolutely. Oh man, we could talk, we could have like a whole new episode on that. That was so give me like like six months and then we'll do like an Instagram episode. Yeah. (laughs) I need I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go back to the deleting. People are probably listening like really, (laughs) but you gotta do what you gotta do. Okay, so one more thing that I wanted to touch on before we talk about like where people can find you and everything. I just think something about you that I love so much is how you are doing your business and you are running your life, how you want to, you know, like this whole idea of like business by design and life by design, you are following your gut. This is what I want. I want to work from home. I want this kind of money I want, but I also want to do the social media thing. Now I want to do a podcast. You are following your gut. You're taking this beautiful action. But what I want to touch on really quickly is how you have reframed direct sales in your mind and the Mm -hmm. way that you're totally approaching it. Because when you and I got together and started working together, you were very much like you wanted to climb the ladder of Mm -hmm. Rodan and Fields and like get to these huge levels, which is great. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Now you're approaching it in a different way. The way you're approaching Rodan and Fields is night and day. Now it's more like you're doing this on the side for fun and whatever happens happens. But like, you're also going to pursue what you want. Mm-hmm. So touch on that. Cause I feel like some people need to understand, like there are multiple ways you can totally go the influencer route where you're sharing it because you genuinely love it. And it's not so much that you want to retire by this company. Right. Yes. And, uh, and I also want to touch on, I'm a, I really like the business model. I do. I know it's a bad rap because of what happened. Like when people were selling Tupperware parties or whatever, you know, people <laughs> are like, they're like, I don't want to come to your house and come to your party. Mm-hmm. But 
especially this is what I, I really drawed me in and attracted me to it. Me as a recruiter, um, I have seen the joy of giving someone a job and changing, and that changes their life. And wow. when you know you can give someone a job and it's the job that they want, um, and it changes their family, changes their life. Like that's an amazing thing, and that's kind of what's kept me in recruiting for so long. But I've worked myself into this um, high level position where I'm only recruiting, you know, very high level like. IT only, like information technology, like art, architects, whatever, directors, like high, high level dudes, basically. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I saw um, when I got involved with Rodan and Fields, you know, and I started to recruit a team pretty quickly. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I can give someone a job. Like people complain about money all day long. They complain they don't have money for this and they don't have money for that. What I didn't realize at that time. <laughs> was people will complain, but they won't do anything about it, you know? And then what took me longer to realize is it's not my job to like make them do something about it. And I feel like, um, I really liked the model of, you know, I have an, I have an opportunity for someone that really wants it and needs it. Like I have that. And the opportunity is the same forever for anyone. Like someone could start on my team and make more money than me this month. And that was the other thing that I really liked because I'm a driven person and I wanted to make sure I wasn't ever capped by what my upline does or makes. And you're not. And I'm like, I'm great friends with my upline, but like, I was like, Hey, if I get in here, like, am I just not going to make anything more than you because you're above me and that's not the case. So what what happened for me was once I took the job, when I started with you and I was like, yes, die hard, like let's go, let's go. And then I said, I kind of have this other idea too. And then I took this uh the consulting job that I have now, it freed me up from the financial, you know, tie that I had to Rodan and Field. Yes. So then it really pushed it back to like okay, I have, I have two years where I have consistent money coming in. What do I, as Christy Lepley, like want to do? Yeah. And um, as far as Rodan and Fields is concerned, like Rodan and Fields isn't going anywhere, right? Mm-hmm. And right. so I, it, since I wasn't like, I don't need that to pay my bills, it turned it back into like this fun thing that like I can share when I have time to share. And the people that, um, you know, I'm connecting with on Instagram or through the podcast, if they need money and are looking for a business opportunity, I would love to work with them, but I'm not sitting there trying to get everyone I went to high school with on my Rodan and Fields team and get them up to speed and like talk them into it and like do all of that. I just don't have the capacity, honestly. And right. some people do, and they're super successful with that. But like, I don't, I have a full-time job. I have a kid, I have a house, I have a husband, you know, like I don't. And so it took me a while to be okay with that from like kind of shifting it a little bit yeah. and saying, we did a know, lot of work on that. Yeah. A lot of like internal work. Cause yeah. I am driven and I did everything I was told to do. And I'm like, why isn't this happening for me? Like I did all of the stuff. Like it should be happening. It's happening for everyone else that did all the stuff. And it's, I wasn't in it for a month. It's been like over a year mm-hmm. and I was just like, couldn't get past this certain point. And I really had to take a step back from the whole thing and be like, what am I really trying to do here? You know? And like, why originally my why was to like, uh, get Brendan out of daycare and that's not my current situation anymore. So really what is my why? And my why kind of shifted to like empowering other women that need a business opportunity. Okay. I'm not going to come across that person every day. And like, that's okay. Sure. And then 
the other thing that shifted for me was using Rodan and Fields as like an affiliate, which I think is like so smart to do. So if smart. you are trying to be an influencer, which that's amazing because it's a real thing, you know, <laughs> to be an influencer on Instagram. And you are like, I feel like people just try so hard to like reach this benchmark of followers to like get a brand deal when like, then you're just promoting a brand and you're getting paid which is the same thing you're doing if you're in direct sales. So like pick a product you like and you use and promote it when you want, how you want. And like, I'm going to start using it on the podcast too, for like an affiliate on the podcast. And that's kind of how I use it through my Instagram stories too, is like as an affiliate right now. Um, I'm also in the works of building my website, which I'm really excited about. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm working with someone that's doing it for me. So, um, like I said before, I'm like really into beauty. So I'm going to, I wanted to have like a beauty section, which Rodan and Phil's will be part of it, but that'll be like skincare tips for moms and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah I'm really looking forward to that. But honestly, what, what shifted it for me was, oh, it was this one day, I don't even think you know about this because it was July. We had just wrapped up and, you know, I had said like, I want to do the podcast, whatever. And I had made a post about, um, a rose quartz roller for your face. You know, they have like the jade yeah. rollers and the yeah. rose quartz roller. And I made a post and it was cute and, and people liked it. And like, I see them by my post, like it was a cute post, but I log on to Facebook and um, a girlfriend of mine that I went to middle school with passed away. Like my age has three kids died, uh-huh. of, died of cancer. And I was like, Oh my God. And then it was like this whole thing of like everyone we went to high school with was like, Oh my God. And they were like all going to her funeral. And I, I just thought like, Oh my God, she has three kids. Like, I can't even imagine like she's my age. Like that's crazy. And it really hit me and was like, do I want to be known for a girl that's like <laughs> putting rose crystals on her face? Not that there's anything <laughs> wrong with that, you know, but like, or do I really want to do the thing that I think I'm meant to do, but that's a little scary to do right now, but that it's going to, I feel like in the end is like, it's going to impact the most people. And another thing that I do recently is like, I try and take myself out of the equation and just say like, not what does Christy want? Like, it's not like, do I want a thousand dollars? Not what does Christy want? But if something's not working out the way I want it to, I just kind of take a step back and say like, what's the greatest good for all in this situation? Ooh. And, and, and I kind of like say that, you know, like if it's the greatest good for all, this will work out the way I want it to. And if it's not, then it's not supposed to be that way because you're supposed to take action up to a certain point, but it's not supposed to be this, like, I'm talking more like if you're working within like law of attraction stuff, it's not supposed to be this like hard grinding thing all the time. Yeah. It should be like, and you're just like hitting your head against the wall all the time. And it's not. And when, when you take, you have to take a little action to like open the door, but then the doors are supposed to open and like things are supposed to be flowing to you. And I've been very aware of that probably the past like 10 years of my life of like when I am in that like zone and frequency, things happen quickly for me. And it's happened like a couple of different times throughout my life. And like, that's, yeah, it was really like, I saw like an old high school friend had died at my age and was just like, I mean, my post is cute, but like, I think I'm made to do more and I'm just going to go for it. Wow. That's what, and I think that that's like the, the biggest takeaway here 
is you just have to trust that feeling. And I don't want, I, I want people to hear that, but I don't want to also make people feel bad if they don't feel that way. It is okay to want to promote one product and make it through the ranks. There's nothing Nothing wrong with that. The point is, the takeaway here is, if you feel something, some little nudge within that's saying, hey, yeah, this is an option, but also like, don't you think there's something else you could be doing? Like, there's something else you can explore. And that's, you know, if you have that feeling, you do, you just do. And it's worth exploring, right? Like, I feel like that's the main way. Yep. Yeah. And it's like, I, you know, I kind of had the luxury in a way of like, I did have this contract job that's paying me for two years. So I can explore both and see where I land in two years. But I thought it was, it was worth me opening the door to the podcast and not just being, um, keep, keep going with Rodan and Fields until I like get to the top of the company. And I was actually reading this book. It's called Do Less by Kate Northrup. Have you heard it? I haven't. No. Oh my God. You have to get it. It's called Do Less. And she, um, she's, it's, it's like for busy moms. And she has this whole like thing of how to like get more time. It's amazing. Everyone should have it. It's short, but she's actually in direct sales, which you don't really know that until you like, you kind of get in the book. It's not like she's promoting her direct sales business, but she said she kind of had this epiphany moment of like, I don't think I'm supposed to be the top earner in our company and that's okay. Right. I can still be in the company, but I think I'm supposed to like do this other thing too. Yes. Yeah. And that's what I, yes, I want people to hear, you know, what I just said and you know, what we just went into and that too, that's a big takeaway. Like it's okay that you don't feel like you need to rise through the ranks. Like you can make it what you want it. Yeah. Right? You just, it you want if it. you're happy with a couple of hundred dollars coming in, that is fine. There's nothing wrong with you. You're not doing mm-hmm. anything wrong. If you want to retire by a company, you're not doing anything wrong. If you want mm-hmm. to try multiple things, you're not doing anything wrong. Do what you want to do. And that you're demonstrating this so beautifully. And that's what I love so much about your podcast is Thank because you. you are sharing this in ways that you go about this. And then you're also showcasing other women in many different industries who are doing this as well. And I mean, it just, it sums all of this up perfectly ambitious soul podcast. So tell us a little bit about that and how people can find it. Cause I know so yeah. many people are going to want more of you and I do not blame oh, Thank you. Yeah. So if we just launched August 20th, it's called ambitious soul podcast. It's on, you know, iTunes, Spotify, all of the things. And then, um, you can find me on Instagram at Christy Lepley or at ambitious soul podcast. We have a podcast site where I like to, you know, put curated graphics together for people to share and feature my guests. Yeah. So, you know, as I mentioned before, the idea was really to, um, show other women that it's possible and that your life, you're not supposed to sit there and suffer, you know, and like be stuck. And I really wanted a platform to do that. And I talk a little bit about this in the episode I just recorded yesterday. So it'll air next week. Just like, uh, the loneliness epidemic that's like going on right now with everyone being so tied to our phones and stuff like that, but we aren't connecting with people in real life. Mm-hmm. And just like being a mom itself is kind of lonely and isolating. And especially that first year when, you know, your baby like needs you to live and you're just like, oh my God, I haven't talked to an adult, you know, like my brain is mush, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I really wanted it to be a place that people felt 
connected and and heard and that if they have feel like they have a dream which everyone has a dream that's a, one one other thing i want to touch on is like you don't i feel like there's a lot of pressure around finding your thing like your one thing and it doesn't have to be one thing mm. like and the, your one thing is going to pivot as you grow because you're a human being and like, you're going to grow and that's okay. And so just take the first step, even though you might not know like the 50 other steps to take, like just take the first step um, towards that. And with my podcast, you know, with the guests that I've chosen to have on there have, have kind of curated like businesses, whether if they're online, brick or mortar or something like that, or, or coaches resources, I really felt like to pull together that people could hear, oh, I can do that too. Or maybe here's a coach that could get me there. Or maybe, you know, I could try this technique and this would get me there. So good. And I just, I'm so thankful that you're doing this because this needs to be heard. So many more people need to hear this and to just get an ounce of that faith, that blind faith, not even blind, but like just trusting yourself and taking that action, even when you, you're not exactly sure what action to take yeah. or where it's going to go. I think we all need a little more, um, a little bigger balls. Right. Um, right. Well, the other thing that I was pretty big on, if I was going to do it, I really wanted to show the how and things are that are done. Mm-hmm. And so now that I'm kind of like, I'm pre-screening interview guests and I say like, are you, are you comfortable talking about this? Like, I want you to go into detail. Like, was it hard? Like, did you take out a business loan? What did it look like? Oh, you, yeah. How are you doing this? Because I, inspiration is great, you know? And like, I want, I want to empower people. And I feel like empowerment is like putting them in that active state of like, oh, that doesn't seem so scary because this girl did it. And this is how she did it. Mm-hmm. And showing the good, bad, the ugly, the scary. Yeah, right. yeah. But like, it doesn't mean you shouldn't, you shouldn't do it. But I, you know, I think there's a lot of doubt in the how people don't know all the steps. So they don't take any steps. They just sit. Yep. They just sit and they get frustrated and then they feel depressed, you know, because they, everyone has gifts to share and you just have to find what your, what your way and your calling is to share them. That's right. And you have, okay. So everybody needs to check out your podcast and you have some really exciting guests coming up. I I don't know if you want to share them or if you can, it's okay. Okay. So this is kind of, um, law of attraction. I like to, it is finest, right? So this this is kind of what happened. I'll sum it up with this of, of guests that I have coming up. Um, so like I said, you're supposed to kind of take action, but it's, it doesn't need to be this hard grinding thing, but you also need to like put yourself in situations that are going to move you forward. And I know we had, we, Allie and I chatted a little bit before we started recording about like, you know, just because your current circle of friends, family, like whatever, isn't, um, they aren't doing the things that you're interested in doesn't mean you can't get yourself there. You know, you have to just seek those people out and they're out there. And I went to a conference in Austin. And so my girlfriend lives in Austin. Uh, I hadn't seen her in four years because we both have kids and you know, you don't like travel on girls trips unless someone's getting married. Right. (laughs) have kids. And she was like, Hey, we're kind of into the same things. And she was like, Hey, there's this conference going on. It's for moms that are entrepreneurs or like want to be. And I think you'd like it. And I was like, wow, that's cool. And so I could have stopped there guys. Like this was not easy. You know, it wasn't grinding, but it wasn't easy. Like I had to work it out with my husband. I had to take, tell my supervisor, I wasn't going to work, which means I'm not getting paid because I'm consulting. You know, I had to get flights and buy flights. I had to work out childcare. 
my mother-in-law had to come in and help out. Like, you know, there's things I had to do. And like, I could have, like the easier thing to do would have been like, no, can't go. I can't go. It's uncomfortable. I don't want to be in a room with all these people I don't know. And I, I don't, what am I going to say? Like, uh, you know, it's too much work. I, I can't go. But um, I knew I had the podcast coming out and it wasn't out yet. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, I don't want to go to this conference. And the whole takeaway from the conference is I have an idea for a podcast mm -hmm. because I already have this idea. You know, mm -hmm. I want to go to the conference and be like, who can I get on my podcast? Wow. Ambitious. Right? Well, that was like what was going on in my own head, but I didn't share that with anyone. It was like my own little like mm -hmm. secret work. And, and I was like, okay, so that also kind of pushed me towards like my goal of like launching by a certain time and like building a little bit of traction, which is still, it's only been a month. And um, so I go, we listen to the panels. I've I don't, I don't know these people, like some of them I had never heard of, but like amazing women that have done great things. And so then we go home and, um, I reached out to them on Instagram, the ones that their stories spoke to me the most that I felt like my audience or anyone listening to this would benefit from, like they needed to hear it. And I pitched them in a way genuinely. It wasn't hard though. Like it was funny. Cause I wasn't like sweating about this message. Nice. I was you're just like, worst case scenario, they say no. They say no or ignore me, like whatever. You know, and I was just like, hey, I was an attendee at Current and, you know, I saw your keynote speech. Like this, this is the part that resonated with me. I have this platform. I'd love to share your story if that's something that works for you. You guys, only one person has ignored me. Like 95% has said yes, they would love Wow. Me. So I now have all these interviews booked out until December. Like- people scheduled for interviews. And one of them is Micah May, which I wasn't like that into her. She's really been in Austin before, but she's been featured on Oprah, Oprah's favorite things. She makes custom notebooks and she is like a big freaking deal. So she told, shared her story on stage of like how she was on Good Morning America. She did a Christmas snippet. And after the snippet, she got 33,000 orders for her notebooks. Wow. And she was like a one woman shop and went home and cried to her husband and was like, I don't know how I'm going to make 33,000 notebooks. Oh my God. Is this May Designs? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Wow. Yes. Is she's going to be on your podcast? Yes. Christy. <laughs> yes. That's right. So the takeaway here is pitch, just pitch. Just pitch. Just Why not? Yeah. Yeah. But we have like, you know, I have like a photographer that do doesn't use Instagram, but she's like a top rated photographer. It was so funny. We were doing vision boards when I was there and we were flipping through the magazine and like, she's in the freaking magazine. Like, oh. <laughs> and and she's, this is so yeah, crazy. I, you know, I was chatting with her and she just like, isn't that into Instagram. She's, she's in her, you know, to her, she said it felt like more of a popularity contest. So she's like, I think I can figure it out another way. And she dove deep into SEO and like built her website out around that. And she said it took her like a year to learn everything, but she's like the top rated photographer in Austin that people yeah. find on Google because of how she did that. So I was like, I want you to share how you did that. And she was like, yeah. okay. Amazing. Yeah. So I'm really excited. Because all because I'm you said yes to a conference, all because you went with your gut and yeah. sent a genuine kind message. Yeah. And like you said, worst case scenario, you walked away from a conference 
having made a couple of friends or just right. having a good time, having a good day, like being inspired, having, having new some ideas. time for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. What an episode, Christy. I just, I love you so much. I freaking adore you. I'm so Thank thankful you. that you came into my life and that you, that you're doing this with me and you're just, I'm so proud of you. Honestly, like you Thank make you. me just, it, it gives me life to watch <laughs> how you go through life and you just, you have so much fun and it's paying off big time and you, you're going to help so many women. You already are. So anyway, I'm going to link all of your things in the okay. show notes so everybody can find you, but thank you so yeah. much for being here with me today. You are amazing. Thank you. I've been waiting for this. I'm so excited to be on your podcast and I just love working with you so much. I'm like the mastermind was like the best decision I made all year. Oh, uh, <laughs> right. That, somebody make a snippet of yeah, that. Yeah, Save right, it. <laughs> that down. Uh, yeah, I know. If you want to get where you need to go, you need to hire Allie. No, 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 no. I just meant for like my own, just yeah. Uh, confidence booster. Confidence. No, it's true. <laughs> you believed in me and you, you, I felt like, have you heard of what an expander is? to somebody like you showed me like it was possible um to like let me know like I could do it and like gave me permission like yeah you like you can do it like right. just do it. you have but like have I had to do it <laughs> but I have to be the one to do it you know right. and I think that that's you know for a lot of people like if you're just like listening to podcasts all day like that's fine but if you really want that big change like you got to make a move and it's going to be scary it's not going to be comfortable it's going to be scary but that doesn't mean you shouldn't do it right <sighs> thank you yeah i wish we had wine and we could like cheers 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 <laughs> to that people are gonna love this so much hey friend thank you so much for listening My goal is to help as many women as possible. And if this episode helped you in any way, you can directly impact my efforts by simply sharing a screenshot of this to your social media or team. Also, if you're looking for additional support, feel free to find me on Instagram at Allie I Reeves and or join the free Six Figure Influencer Facebook group.